You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. The correct Auburn Arena time is 9.40 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Which I guess, oh, we're not doing that savings time anymore as a nation, I guess. So that's going to go all the way with dinosaurs. You're listening to the Orange and True podcast, brought to you by the friendly folks at collegebagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It's I, Senecro2, on Twitter, at Senecro on Vimo. You can find me uh, on the internet quite a bit. To one side of me, via the magic of voice over IP, it is the rumor monger at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for... Seeing you for the first time in a long time, right? Like I haven't had the podcast in a while. It's been a minute. And to the other side of me, a man who probably, I don't know, knows more people than you do at this year's Coachella lineup, if you actually want to ask him. The AU Chief. It's talent. Either you got it or you ain't. <laughs> Guys, we have major football news to talk about on this pod. That's what we're going to do. Right off the jump. And by football, I mean association football, also known as soccer, because the Auburn soccer schedule has been released. Guys, I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing nothing but dubs all the way down. Yeah. Unde- an undefeated season on its way to the October 30th SEC tournament seems to be the only thing uh, that I can deduce from this schedule. But to get into details... I know Ryan and Chief will be there August 8th. It's Monday night, 6.30 p.m. Auburn hosts the Georgia Southern Eagles in an exhibition game. It'll be a scorcher August 8th in Auburn. I bet it, it will be 900 degrees at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> but tickets are free. The first true home game, not exhibition game, will be on August the 18th at 6.30 p.m. It's a Thursday night game. You got nothing else going it's on. Probably been week. I guess. What'd you say? Probably move in week for Auburn. Probably move in week. So if you're listening to this and you're a high school senior, congratulations. You'll be moving in to Auburn August the 18th. Make this your first Auburn athletic event. And you'll see Auburn play Old Dominion. We do a single high school senior listening to this podcast. No, I hope not. We might have, well, actually, I take it back. We have one that might be a rising high school senior. You guys need to be doing a lot more studying. Let's listen to this podcast. Uh, Auburn, the non-con, we, we got Southern Miss and Wake Forest, West Virginia, Army, UMass Lowell. Troops. Who I've never heard of until today. Lowell Mass? Yeah, wow. I'm sure it's in Lowell Mass. Samford. But the one that I want to focus on is that August 25th game at Tallahassee against Florida State. Florida State is a con- could like a consistent powerhouse in, in soccer. 
And so our ladies will go down there and well, I think August 25th, uh, and then that August 28th at Wake Forest game, those two games, we will probably be able to see what we've got. I think that's kind of our, we can see what, what we've got as a team um, before we hit the conference play. Conference play starts at Arkansas on September 22nd. Um, let's see, we've got Arkansas on the road. That's going to be tough. Let's see, where do we play the Ags? We play the Aggies on the road yeah, October 14th. I will probably not make it on a Friday night to College Station. Hmm. How far is it? On college? purpose. For two, three hours? Probably four. Oh, God. It's a haul. So it's, see. It's, Texas it's is Auburn big. Nashville, basically. What'd you say? Auburn, Auburn to Huntsville, Nashville-ish. Three hours and 15 minutes for me. Okay, Auburn to Huntsville. To Texas is bigger yeah. than most right. European countries. Yeah. So. Um, Just about bigger than a lot of Europe. But here's the thing, folks. The Iron Bowl of Soccer, the, a- the IBOS, is at Auburn this year. Auburn hosts that bad boy. That's October. That's the game you all want to know about, October 27th, uh, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Their last matchup. Alabama beat Auburn on October 28th, 2021, 1-0. Auburn is – it was a huge upset. Auburn's 19-10-2 against the Tide. But let's talk about fear the seven. I don't know, the second finger. I don't know what we would call that one. Because between 2012 and 2019, Auburn won seven straight. And – I'd like to start that streak at one this year. And we can't beat that streak without getting a W this year on October uh, 27th. So Halloween weekend, it's a Thursday night. If you're listening to this and you're an Auburn student, congratulations. You've got plans. Wear your Halloween costume. Go to the game. Like Halloween is going to be a long weekend when you're in college. Like You, you don't have to start on Thursday. But you should, Just, and you should wear your costume to the soccer game, and we should call it Fright Night. Auburn Marketing, if this is not called Fright Night, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Fright Night at the complex, and encourage students to come dressed in their Halloween costumes. Um, I want to see some former presidents in attendance. I bananas. See bananas. Bananas. Freddy Krueger. Mm. Some, some cats. Nurses. Freddie that's gonna be the Krauger, maybe. <laughs> now we're talking. I want to see some Karen Hoppe costumes. It's gonna be so many Top Gun costumes. Man. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Gonna I be think Top Gun. That's gonna be the, it's gonna be Rooster. A lot of Rooster. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Hangman. Probably. Yeah, we need to do a full-on Top Gun Maverick. We should because uh because I've completely bought into the uh the the theory that maverick is dead the entire movie see is that like a uh jacob's ladder scenario in which maverick bl- dies in the first scene where he's up in the yes SR, whatever? yes yes correct yeah, i could believe that i like when uh, just watching it i was like well there's no way you live through that no i can 100 uh, but now like going through <laughs> Jesus. He's cleared as Thetans. Yeah, well, let's let's try not to get pulled off the air by the church. Well, speaking of Scientology, 
Our head, <laughs> our football team is going to do oh, uh, amazing things this year and had a pretty decent recruiting weekend from what I understand. Um, and that's all I'm going to talk about that because we really should get into baseball. Yeah. Look, hey, we had a great baseball season. We had a baseball season that nobody predicted. Not even on this podcast did Drew McCracken yeah. Yeah. try to sell us a bill of goods of us going to Omaha. Well, I, th- I think this is the Go second time. He's in hedge. I was like, ah, hopefully they're making play in the postseason. Probably a three seed, maybe a two seed. Everything has to be perfect for them to be uh, a regional host. That son of a gun came on this podcast and made us think. I don't know, man. Bullpen might be okay. It depends on what <laughs> wasn't the bullpen Pete, does. Wasn't Pete That's the uh, – I, I would like to point out this is the second time that uh, Mr. McCracken has downplayed uh, how how good we could be. Uh, and then we went on to make the call, make it to uh, Omaha. So I can't wait. Next year uh, he's going to come on here and be like, guys, I don't know if we're going to make it to the SEC tournament. That's what, I, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Uh. We Auburn went one and two in over in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we won a game in Omaha for the first time since '97, though. So that's, that is that's a big deal. Pac-12 champions. Yeah, yeah. Knocked, out, knocked out. I believe three of the four Pac-12 teams in the NCAA tournament. There we go. Yeah, I want to say we won more Pac-12 uh, series in a row than we did FCC series in a row this year. <laughs> I don't know if we won three straight conference series. Maybe we well, did. I, mean, uh, I think we did. The game for Stanford in the, the single game with UCLA. Were yeah, those are one game series. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, am I introducing baseball to you, Ryan? That's how it works. <laughs> those are called one game series in this sport. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, it was a great great season, great off or great postseason too. Uh, I mean, especially that regional. There's almost there's nothing more fun than scoring that many runs. Um. And then to, to go to Cor- yeah, and, and then to go to Corvallis and um, you know, get have to go to a game three and still win. Um, I mean that that was great too, and we didn't just Those do it with three our bats. good baseball games too. Yeah, three great baseball games. Uh, uh, three great pitching performances. Um, you know, not uh, you know, bright in the first one you know, got in some trouble, but that wasn't all his fault. Right. Or not. not yeah. That was the first uh, one. Right. So yeah, that's when he struggled, but then the bullpen came in. Yes. Right. And that, that was just an incredible uh, performance from the bullpen there. And then, um, you, you know, Joseph pitched re- really great the second day. It's just, you know, things happen. They got some hits, um, you know, not a ton going up against one of the best pitchers in the country, but yeah, the, the other guy was just, you know, Incredible lights out pitching performance from him. Um, and, um, you know, we still only, what, we lost that game by a run, two runs, something like that. Uh, and then, you know, we came back uh, the next day uh, and and took care of business. And that, that, that was really fun. Like Ryan said, three really great games. Um, but we, <laughs> If you can watch three really good games in which your team loses one, uh, at least they only lost the one. And I think you, you've come out pretty good there. Uh, and then we, we get to Omaha, and, you know, sometimes you just run into a team that is uh, 
hitting their stride. And and I, this old Miss team was definitely – I said it when we, when we lost to them. Um, they seemed to be in the same zone that we were during the regional. Um, and, and so they were, they were locked in. I mean, they're, they're an elite team too. And it, it, yeah. you know, if you weren't paying attention, you kind of got caught off guard by them because they weren't a regional host. They weren't a national well, seed. They were but number one. They were number one halfway through the season. They were a national favorite in the preseason. Right. Not the favorite, but one of the favorites. And, you know, it's, they're, it's not like they came out of nowhere to just. Yeah. Win the whole thing. Well, now, they and, were the last that, team in the uh, postseason. Yeah. But, that was that the factor pitcher, of it being cold at the wrong time. That pitcher um, was on one in that game. Uh, he, uh, he, I, I think he had a better game. I mean, he almost Maddoxed us. So that, uh, yeah, I think, think what we got a hit in the uh, fifth uh, was our lone hit <laughs> against this guy. Well, uh, and it's, it's what a, we had kind of seen Auburn look like. Towards the end of the regular season, especially against Kentucky, of just like the bats weren't all working. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Sometimes the bats go cold. Yeah, if you just jumped in for the regional, you had an outsized expectation of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. A lot of good hitters, but really uh, one lead hitter, and if the other guys are just having a bad week, they're having a bad week. Nothing you can do about it. Hey man, sometimes you eat the bar. The elite hitter struggled as well. Struggled, yeah. but not, he wasn't the only one. I mean, oh, no, for sure not. Um, it turns out we find out that the whole team had the stomach flu of some sort um, this week, that weekend as well. Um, only one guy missed the game, and he didn't even miss a whole game, right? He pulled him, he tried and came yeah, out. Yeah, I believe like it was uh, second inning. Cole, Cole Foster. Foster got yeah. sick in the Ole Miss game. Um, yeah. They had said it was like dehydration or something, but it, it sounded like he was just not feeling well. Uh, yeah. So they um, got pulled out of that game and didn't miss the next one. But, um, yeah, but they, yeah, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> we, we ran up. That pitcher also almost Maddoxed another team. So <laughs> it's like yeah. he, he almost had two no-hitters, Dylan, no Dylan runs. Delisha. So he ended up – we. Uh, they kind of got to him in, I believe it was the seventh inning. They only scratched one run across, but we got him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, or got him out of the game in the eighth, rather. But uh, 7.2 innings and. Face the minimum through the fifth left. is what it was, right? Right. 10 strikeouts, 7.2 innings, uh, 115 pitches. Jeez. Yeah. But he was at like 70 pitches going into the seventh. Inning. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. Um, it, you know, sometimes that happens, and and that mm-hmm. that's why you know that's why you don't have a, a single elimination tur- tournament in baseball too, right. because uh, you run up against that. Yeah. Um, so luckily, yeah. Auburn go in in game two and uh, got a win in the elimination bracket. Uh, yeah, one of the hottest games I could. Uh, uh, it just looked hot on TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was an early afternoon. Uh, Auburn took on Stanford. A um, little different than the. 50 degrees or whatever it was in Corvallis. Yeah. Um, Auburn played great, won that game. Uh, like I said, like you said, the first win in Omaha since 97. Well, in that game, 6 to 2. In that game, though, they they struggled. Like uh, Stanford was up 2 nothing for 
five innings? Uh, yeah, Stanford was up 2 nothing going into the six, and then okay. finally got it together, put a four spot on the board, uh, and then another two runs in the seventh. Yeah, the bats yeah. woke up, and in, in, um, our, our bullpen is our bullpen, so we, you know, locked them down, kept kept them kept them from putting anything yeah, else two, up on the board. Two two and a third from uh, Blake Bur- Blake Burkhalter, and uh, just was excellent. Five strikeouts, only thirty nine pitches, and over two innings. So he, he was in total command of that at the end of the game. Yeah, um, and this was the number two overall seed. This was, you know, Oregon State was number three. Auburn beat them. Stanford was number two. Auburn eliminated them. Yep. Um, okay. That's it. Was a, a heck of a run, and, and we have. Um, we we talk about Butch because he's doing unbelievable stuff at Auburn. Like regionals in seventeen, super is in eighteen, World Series in nineteen, and then back to the World Series again. Taking a game in twenty and twenty two, with a whole new crew, a whole new, yeah, yeah. Is one folks. guy? Is it? Is it? Casey Howell was on Kaysen? that for sure. Yeah. I think, and a whole different of type them. of team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and you have a question in the show notes that I'm going to say we should talk about, but you say should Bruce should Butch be getting the same level of respect as Bruce? Absolutely. And I would say. Yes and no. Yes, in that what he's doing is incredibly impressive. And like, yeah. He has but, Auburn baseball to a level it hasn't really ever been at. Sure. Yeah. But this, the the reason why I would say, I don't know, is just because baseball is not basketball in terms of like national. Sure. Like, that yeah, no one knows. Like, people outside of the Southeast, for the most part, don't even watch college baseball. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I mean, even people in the Southeast don't watch it. I mean, I, I, guys tuning in, like, program, what, what the hell is this? Whereas, like, Bruce Pearl is like, I, Bruce Pearl, I know people who could tell me Bruce Pearl's name around the country who could not tell me the head football coach at Auburn's name this year. Yeah. And they, I guarantee they couldn't tell me Butch Thompson's name. Yeah. I mean, from a PR level Bruce has done a lot better job of elevating the program to a national name but that lends itself to sport where if you are a consistent you know top 10 college basketball team you're going to be fairly well known plus yeah. the person is part of it I, uh, I, where I I'm think thinking is that at what Butch has done with the program the level of consistency you know essentially four out of the last five postseasons college world series and two out of the last three um and with a program that has baked in disadvantages to where even Auburn right. basketball doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Auburn basketball gets the same number of scholarships as everybody else in the SEC. They are uh, All, an Under Armour team, though. So. Well, sure. Auburn baseball it struggles as, you know, you don't know uh, base, college baseball, you don't get every player on scholarship. You get, was it 11.7? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's something right. Like so so about half your team is is not scholarship or partial scholarship or however you break it out. Um, but the difference is a lot of these schools offset it with state lotteries. And, and Drew McCracken has talked about it before on here, and he can explain it better. Uh, but you know, if you're in Georgia, you have hope uh, that it's funded by the state lottery, and you have over a 3.0 GPA, you get automatic in-state tuition. If you're in the state of Georgia, 
And then Vanderbilt can use. Vanny's a private school. Private school. Right. So they can use academic scholarships and all kinds of different things. Yeah. Right. So the, the two teams in the state of Alabama that are in the SEC don't get to use that state lottery to, to supplement their scholarships. Um, one of them didn't make the postseason and one of them made it home all. So. One of them sucks and the other one's yeah. on. Right. And, and we're in, I mean, the SEC West for baseball is better than the SEC West for football. It's, uh, which is, yeah. Um, I, I, I do it, think there's a case. Basketball. There's definitely a case for Butch, and I, I, I think the case I would make. Bruce here. I love right. Bruce. I, I kind of right. think it's almost a wash, because at least with Auburn baseball, there is a history of being good, not great. Uh, and there's just not that with basketball. Um. On the other hand, it's harder to build a, you know, you got nine people on the roster, so that are on, you know, starting each each game. I, I mean, I don't I don't know how many people are. Is it like 20, 25 on your roster um, for for baseball? So, so it's not with basketball. One good player can change your fortunes Two can definitely do it. Um, now your player pool is smaller, I guess it's, it, it's, it's weird. It, it's two different sports. It's, it's hard to, hard to compare how quickly you can, you can have these kind of results. It did take both of them a little while to build, build to where they are. Um, Bruce has not made two elite eights and, Right. And Butch has. What up, is, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they're. It, it's unfair to both of them to to compare the two. I think. Um, in uh, in the the point of the question isn't to say, oh, this one's better than the other. It's more of, you know, we we put Bruce up on a podium. Sure. Uh, I, he, I I I absolutely think he earned for himself. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we need to start talking about Bru- uh, Butch as right. a great Auburn coach that is, yeah. is doing similar things with the program. Yeah, absolutely. This is done on the basketball side. Absolutely. Uh, and it hopefully uh, the consistency stays and uh, we, we keep seeing this as a team that is hosting regionals and making the supers and, you know, make it to Omaha and anything can happen. Lowest seeded team won this year. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not a question of we have to win titles for, for Butch or Bruce to be elite, but um, just want to hey. throw it out there. I, mean, it, the, I think the conversation, especially after last year, was oh, has this kind of petered out? We weren't very good in the COVID year, and then missed the postseason last year for, for baseball. But I think Butch has kind of turned that narrative all the way back around. Yeah, and I think we uh, we finished fifth this year, right? Yeah, they were they were one game away from being tied with their best finish ever in the program history. Yeah, um, you know we we did we ended up losing to Arkansas, who again another team that was playing in this tournament like Auburn played in our regional. Um, they were honestly their win over us was more impressive than Ole Miss's. I thought um, they just they killed us. 
just killed us. And uh, I, I'm choosing to think that both Arkansas and Ole Miss were just powered by the jello shots at Broncos. Well, it's possible too. Um, I mean, you can't tell me it, none of those jello shots. Of the, uh, if this like, had been, if it had, made it to if any it players, a, a bourbon drinking competition, uh, none of those other teams would have stood a chance. Maybe, maybe Texas. No, they weren't there. Uh, Texas was there. No, Texas. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Texas. Maybe they, maybe they hang with us. Uh, Texas had the uh, unfortunate experience of getting eliminated by not rival Texas A&M. Mm, ouch, ouchie, uh, But yeah, we uh, we lost to Arkansas. You know, it was we were very close to a uh, SEC final, but it ended up being what Oklahoma and Ole Miss. And and Ole Miss uh, just went right on in there and uh, and snatched it. And uh, I guess congratulations, Mississippi. Let let them have this one. Hey, but now their walk of champions is somewhat accurate because they're champions of of something. Walk of champion. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk basketball. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back. I don't know what we're at at this pod because Ryan's doing the 2445. Great. I am thrilled to talk to you guys about the NBA draft. Jabari Smith disappointed at the number three pick. However... Better off, probably. That's an amazing sentence that we're Auburn fans can be disappointed that we have only the third best pick in the draft, not the first. In his um, words, God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. Well, uh, it's funny. Uh, it, it appears that, well, the guy they picked uh, sort of blew them off for a workout. And he, did, he wasn't even invited. They didn't even invite well, him. Well, I heard a little bit differently that uh, – that he kind of avoid, tried to avoid it because that's Incredible. not where where he wanted to go, and Chet tanked his workout with the uh, with the Orlando Magic, uh, and yet they still picked the guy that they did not work out. Uh, who these draft workouts are fascinating to me. I I think Bill Simmons, who's you know love him or hate him, had an interesting point about some of these pre draft workouts because. I think it was. It's like, what are you going to see? And the magic took Penny Hardaway over Chris Webber because of a pre-draft workout, and he was like, "What was Penny Hardaway doing in that workout that made them go, nope, we don't want Chris Webber as good as Penny Hardaway is, but we don't want to pair the best power forward alive at the time, with the best with center, the alive. best center. We would rather just get Penny." It's like he's like, I cannot fathom what. Like what was he doing at the, I, making half court shots with his left hand? Like, it seems so stupid because it's a practice, and you're by yourself. Not and a game. Workouts. You're you're usually alone, or they put like practice. chairs out, and you have to Talk like dribble around the chairs. 
It's not yeah, basketball. But yeah, I've I've heard Simmons talk about it. And there's been so many dudes that got picked off of Darko Milicic is one. Like I understand class. like I understand working guys out like that you're not drafting, like free agent guys. Like bring them in, I understand them bringing out. them in to just you know talk to them, kind of get a feel for I them. I also understand working out guys you know you're not gonna draft as a smoke string most smoke Yeah, drink, yeah. Unless you're the number one overall pick and yeah. then no one is drafting ahead of you, you don't See, have to there's smoke no, unless you're trying to I think they were I think someone they were trying to trade. trade? I think they were trying to trade out. I don't think I mean, they look, anytime you've got like nine ball dominant guards, you gotta draft a ball dominant forward. <laughs> and no shooters. They got no shooters on that team still. That it's a disaster. I, I think yeah. They they'd have been better off drafting literally anybody else or just but trading their picks to anybody. Totally trash organization. I'd much uh, rather cheer for uh a a franchise that uh has some things going for it though. Has what going for it? Uh, a uh, losing season in Orlando front, probably, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> essentially playing a, a starting roster of teenagers. But they're then playing maybe like they the get uh, like, Wabiyama. They're starting. The, they're playing like an right. SEC basketball all star team. <laughs> like yeah, with with the Auburn legends uh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Yeah. And, uh, and, Do you guys realize how unha- unhappy Jabari Smith is going to be on this team this year when they're trying to tank? He's yeah. going to be. So upset, <laughs> and they just—they just—they're buying out John Wall because they literally paid John Wall, you guys, forty-five million dollars last year to not play basketball because they didn't want him around the organization that badly. Well, well, they said, "Please stay away from the court and our practice facility. We will continue to pay you as if you are playing for right. us." Yeah, that—that—that's not shocking. They gave him forty-five million dollars last year, and now they're going to send him allegedly to the Clippers, where he's going to sign as a free agent. Boy, maybe the veterans minimum. Um, mm. uh, Walter Kessler got taken twenty-second, and is going to wear number thirty-one for the Timberwolves, the same mm. number his grandfather wore for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Really? So there's your Minnesota Minnesota Kessler tie-in. Oh, me. That was tweeted by the Minnesota Timberwolves about an hour ago. The picture of his granddad and him wearing their 31 jerseys. His that um, just like Walker. That organization really sucks, doesn't it? It depends, man. Like that, that organization, every so often you're like, this is the year. This is when they get it figured out. And then like, yeah. it just doesn't work. Like, I don't. They have on, some talent on that team. Exactly. But it on just paper, feels like you're like, this is it. Like, this is a good team. Anthony Edwards, as much shit as I gave him in college, is he's a good basketball player. He's a good scorer. Carl um, Anthony Towns, for a big guy, good shooter, not a good defender, which is it, Walker. It sort of makes there. me think this pick was in preparation for the, the eventual departure of uh, of Cat. No, you mean the greatest shooting big man of all time? Just I just ask him. Uh, sure. Yeah, that guy. He called himself that. He called well, himself I, I'm the greatest just shooting assuming, big man of all time. Uh, as as everyone eventually does, he's going to force a move out of Minnesota, and they're sort of expecting it. I believe he just resigned. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. I could be wrong. But I mean, at, at 22, you're not really picking a franchise cornerstone or anything. No, 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 no. But the idea that he would call himself the greatest shooting big man yeah, of all time yeah, is not is so laughable. Considering like Kevin Durant is still in the league, Dirk although Kev, although Durant exists, says, on they said Earth. that, and 
in Jabari's on the lead. Well, Durant said he's not a big. He goes, I'm not a big, so don't count me. But then Durant said, but Dirk is. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki is a yeah. guy that exists now, alive. And played at the same, like, Cat was in the league yes, in Dirk's yeah. twilight. Like, it wasn't like he's never heard of him. They yeah. played like eight times one year, I'm sure. It's a very, it's a very odd statement. Uh, but yeah, good, good for Walker. Uh, we I should... was worried Walker might fall in this draft. Um, there's a handful of centers that were all kind of rated above him. Uh, and then that maybe just kind of in uh, looking at last year's draft and what happened with Sharif and Thor, thinking, oh, maybe, you know, he's rated as a first round guy, but you never know. I was, I was psyched on him to drop a little bit farther and end up with the Rockets. Well, I'm, yeah, that, I'm that really, you just I'm, mentioned Sharif and Thor. This is the year because last year we didn't really have a summer league to yeah. speak of. I mean, it existed, but it wasn't as fun as it normally is. Yeah. This is the year where I think those two cats do some stuff at summer league. And I, like I, I'm going to try to watch as much summer league as I can because I know of those two teams because I know they're both going to be on the summer league roster, and this is going to be their chance to like shine. shine. And I think Thor, I think Thor, every Thor, year he develops Thor was, be better. Yeah, Thor, Thor got you know minutes this year for, yeah, it was for the, in, uh, in Charlotte, the Hornets. He played, uh, he played real basketball for a real basketball team this year. I, I mean, Sharif did too, but not much. We should probably go back to to Jabari's situation in Houston um, first. We didn't really elaborate about Jabari's it. situation in Houston is going to be fascinating to me because well, they have former Auburn uh, former Auburn great Jalen Green on their roster as well. You could uh, you could uh, right? Can you could convince <laughs> yeah, and, and me? He played really well last year towards the end of the year. Yeah, and so uh, you could convince me the Rockets could do anything from be like the. Uh, Pelicans this year and be like, wait a minute, this one's actually pretty dang good by the end. Or you could convince me that they're going to, they're going to win 16 games. Like I really, <laughs> it could be, I mean, it's all young guys, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I expect Jabari's a starter immediately. I mean, they've got uh, Jalen green sure. at the one or no, at the one, he's probably playing the three Jabari Smith. Ty Ty Washington. Ty Ty Washington. Josh Christopher, who's a, an athletic guard. Um, Tari Eason, Eason, who I like a lot. Yep. And then their center, their starting center currently is a Turkish guy named Alperin Singen. And he, is Rockets fans, what'd you say? Is Boban staying on this team or is he getting waived? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that one. But I know Rockets fan liked, like uh, Singen a lot. Um, Rockets fans really, really into him. Um, I don't, I don't. Boban at this point in his career though is really a matchup. Like that's all he is. Like if you if you're playing a team in which you could give him some fun uh, some fun moments this year with uh, Jabari hanging out with Boban. Yeah, it's gonna be great for Twitter. (laughs) Boban being on your team as a Mavericks fan, Boban being on your team is awesome for social media engagement. He's but and he's also great if you randomly are playing a team that decides to play big. Mm. You can go, great, we're going to put this giant dude in the game. If you don't want to run, we can, we can plot up and down, and he'll still score and get rebounds. But, like, if you – he's just a ma- it's just a matchup. Dep- like, he's completely matchup dependent. He, he is 
to use an analogy Auburn football fans will understand, he's a kickoff specialist. He's giving you giving a scholarship to a kickoff specialist. You could do it, but should <laughs> but you do it? No. Like if you yeah. if your kickoff specialist is great, maybe you do. But should we really carry two scholarship kickers? Yeah, if you've oh. got like uh, Deion Sanders, you you need to throw right. him a, a scholarship to return kicks. Yeah, do it. So having having Boba on your team is a luxury that a team like the Rockets can't. I mean, they don't have enough space to keep a guy out there that's really good for playoff matchups. They're not making the playoffs. Like, so, I mean, what what do you what do you have this guy for? Um, who, lack of better. Big who is their? Though. Yeah, I guess. Who is their coach? And, and what 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 kind of basketball should uh, we expect them to Man, play? This is yeah. this would be if you were to ask me what my favorite party trick would be, it would be, I would love to know all of the NBA head basketball <laughs> coaches. I think, because right now you could ask me, I bet you I yeah. could not get 12. Uh, it, it's, it's odd because there was a time where I, I think most people that paid half attention could name most of them. And now I like in the playoffs, I was like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah. They, cause they move around, they move around so <laughs> much. So they're, they're, He's Steven Silas. I'm just looking it up too. And he Mavs assistant. Yeah, former he was a Mavs assistant under Carlisle. Um okay. and Carlisle disciple then. Yeah, he's a Carlisle disciple. He's a Brown graduate. So he's an Ivy League guy. Interesting. He's coached around the world. He is yeah. He was part of the Dirk Nowitzki Basketball Academy in Berlin. Representing the, representing the NBA. Um, yeah, he's been – this is his first stint with the Rockets, but he has been in the NBA in some capacity since 2000. Maybe he could get uh, get Jabari some uh, work in with old Dirk. That'd be yeah, a, that'd be great. be a connection. Surely. I mean, Dirk, Dirk still lives in Dallas, right? Yeah. I saw him. Yeah. I actually saw him on Mother's Day. At oh, that's amazing. Brunch, which is was a wild with, thing. Was he with his mother? No, I was at. I was in line to get into this brunch place, which is classic Dallas. And <sighs> Dirk was. He parked his car, went in to get Just walked takeout. straight in. Yeah, he went in to get takeout because he was getting takeout from this brunch brunch place. So I'm assuming going home to give to his wife. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because Dirk is like not. Incognito. Yeah, yeah, there's no he's way a, he can be incognito. He's a seven feet tall guy. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it is highly possible that Jabari Smith could, at some point this offseason, work with Dirk Nowitzki. Even more, Chief, it is almost 100% possible that he yeah. will work with the Dream. Oh, yeah, he'll work with the Dream for sure. And that's and, why I was hoping Walker would end up there, man. That would be. Well, crazy. you had. You had some post moves with Jabari's game, and this thing no. is a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Because already Jabari is unguardable from the three-point line. Yeah. And basically unguardable can... from the three-point line all the way to the elbow. Yeah. If you can add some stuff down – because let's say Jabari gets to play a little bit of four. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some times in the NBA where he's going to have a smaller guy guarding him at the four. Well, take that guy down to the block. A little bit of four? I would say he's going to be mainly the four. Yeah, it's probably he has to be because that the green, green's going to be the three, right? Yeah, I mean there could be some chances you put him at the three, but I'm God, that's a big team though, right? It is a big team. 
Wow. I uh, I absolutely despise that this team that he went to a team that is, has a primary color of red. But uh, I'm I've become more excited about watching this team. Well, you're gonna have to have league pass because I almost guarantee they don't get much well, national TV games. I don't have to have league pass, right? Uh, but you're not gonna see them on TNT or ESPN much. Yeah, right, right. Uh, the uh, the the knock on this team, well, a knock on this team, a lot of knocks on them. Uh, the last couple of years is that they're like one of, if not the worst, defensive teams in the league. Is that right? Well, they were they horrible. Got, they got the best yeah. defender in the draft. So, well, what uh, normally two of them? When, I mean. In the NBA, usually the joke is that if you have a team that's also the youngest team in the league, there's almost a guarantee that the worst defensive team in the league. Yeah, I I would not be shocked to see Jabari look like he has taken a step back defensively. I mean, because he has to, he'll have to get used to the the physicality, the speed uh, of the NBA, uh, and the length. He's not playing the guards from uh, South Alabama this year. Or uh, or Yale is that who we yeah. played this year? <laughs> he's not. He's not defending the guy from Yale. Georgia. He's yeah. he's going to be defending Georgia. Anthony Davis this year at some yeah. point. Yeah, um, he's going to defend so, Zion this year. He's going to defend. There's going to be a learning curve. And, and, it does and, seem like this franchise has committed at least a little bit to bringing in some help defensively between Jabari and Tari's. Who I mean, Tari was one of the was arguably the best defender, not named Walker Kessler in the SEC last year. Yeah. Guys don't usually generally come into the NBA and especially at 19 years old and look great defensively. Like it's just not a thing that happens. Uh, right. But it's guys that uh, have the defensive effort to get there. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, I would look by about year three, you'll probably see Jabari look like he is a lockdown defender like he does now. Um and that that's sort of the timetable I would set. So don't set your expectations too high. Um, How many times will he play in Dallas this year, crew? Uh, quite a bit because they're in the same division. The right. I don't Southwest know what like the divisional schedule is in basketball. Like, is it uh, five games or six games a year? Seven. Uh, like seven or eight. Let's see. Oh, I'm just right now. I was looking at the different power forwards he's going to play. Like he's going to play Triple J from Memphis. He'll play Zion. He's going to play um, the cat that the Mavs just got from the Rockets in that trade. Christian like, Brown? Yeah. It's going to be – he's going to play some really good teams. Going to go up really against players. Uh, going to go up against Chet in Oklahoma City, right? Because that's, that's the same division as well, right? Yeah, same division. Well, I, I would I would think that, um, you know, might you see uh, Carl Anthony Towns at the four? And Actually, that's five. Not- the Southwest Division is Memphis, Dallas, New Orleans, and Houston, and San Antonio. Okay. Huh. So the, the Thunder are not. Going up against. It's just the Thunder in their same division they were in when they were in Seattle. He'll see Zion. He will see Zion. And that's, that's what I was saying. He's going to see Zion. He's going to see the Mavs. Um, I don't know who the Spurs have anymore at power forward. To be and honest. now a place you could see him absolutely destroy, though, is the Summer League. Like he, he if they play, well, I'm interested in how much they play. Rockets Magic is game one, so they'll yeah. have a shot against Paolo. I'm, I don't remember much about how the NBA does their number one overall picks in terms of summer league. I doubt he plays a full summer league slate. Yeah, I think he plays a couple of games. Sure um, 
Yeah, so here's the deal. You get four games against the other four division opponents. This is how it works. So that's 16 games are made up of division games. You play, yeah, you play four games against your six out-of-division conference opponents, which is 24 games. And then three games against your remaining four conference teams, which is 12 games. Two games against teams in the opposing conference. So that's 30 games. So that is how you get your 82 games. So he's going to see the Mavericks four times, two home, two away. He'll see Zion four times, two home, two away. All right. We expect you to uh, get to one of those, one of the home ones. I'd like to. Or the away ones for them. It'd be easier to take to the away ones. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be easy to drive down to Houston. Yeah, to drive to Houston. <laughs> well, for uh, for more help for Jabari in the near future, just looking at a uh, all too early 2023 mock draft where the Rockets would be picking second behind the Thunder. Uh, Scoot Henderson to the Rockets. Another Auburn legend. Freaking NBA champs. Yeah. Scoot Henderson is the one that got away from me. This is the that's the only basketball recruit that I've ever been like genuinely sad about. Scooterson. What I don't I don't remember what we I didn't we like have him like he was we like, had him we were a finalist until the G League came in oh okay and then and then the G League told him he could actually reclassify and go a year early that's he, right so he's he, he literally could he not scored, go to the NBA draft this year because he was in the G League yeah. and couldn't go to the yeah NBA. right his his line in the G League this year uh per game it was as a high school 14, senior as a high school senior was fourteen five and four. Yeah, in maybe the second or third best league in the world. Jesus. As a high school senior, he averaged 14 points a game. Um, and not playing full minutes because he's playing for that G League elite team, and they rotate guys crazy. Yeah. His per 36 was 21, 7, and 6. Yeah. Jesus. This kid is uh, – Scoot Henderson is so good, and yet he is in nobody's big board number one overall. He's uh, Bruce Pearl has an eye for talent. I'll tell you that right now. And Auburn was on if, him early. Yeah. If you right. look at the uh, the big he jumps board, on guards like, early. Like that's that's. If you look at the big board for next year, a lot of names you'll recognize that were Auburn's either a finalist for or you know, heavily recruiting. So uh, I did uh, somewhat related. I mean, this is def one hundred percent related to our draft talk. I, I did notice that the you know none of the top five were G League guys this year. Um. I do kind of wonder if with NIL and, and that being the case, uh, will it help make people, you know, maybe I think, think, I think well, next year's draft is going to change it. Though. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah. If, if, if everybody, next year's, yeah. So the, the next year's draft, the top five on Tankathon is, uh, girl, I'll go ahead and say his name. Mbiyama. Victor Mbiyama. Mbiyama. Yeah. 7-2 uh, French center. Uh, uh, French Scoot center who is, is the he is the most hyped up NBA draft prospect since LeBron James. Scoot Henderson in the G League. Uh, Nick Smith at Arkansas is number three, but then the Thompson Twins uh, are four and five, and they're both playing for overtime. The, the Thompson Twins? Uh, Amon and Osser? Yeah, they are both. They're both at that overtime four, elite five. thing that's yeah. not – that's kind of a G League light or something. I don't really know how who Overtime Elite plays. I don't yeah, know who they play. They're, they're a little bit older than some of the other guys. They're 
they're going to be 19 and a half at draft time. But you're looking at what you're basically saying is the top five picks, only one, one will college. be a college player. I thought um, you were uh, talking about the British pop band, the Tom. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that a, yeah. Couldn't tell you. So you're uh, saying super, one super is a fan. college player, one is a French genetic freak that is somehow made in a lab somewhere outside of Marseille and is going to come in and just destroy. If you, if you watch his highlights, you're like, mm, this is not real. This is a video game this that is, someone's made. Girl, I remember you telling me about this guy three years ago, maybe. Because he destroyed Chet Holmgren in the U19 uh, <laughs> World Cup. So that uh, game was supposed to be this like uh, clash of titans in the U20 World Cup. It was, la- it was summer before this past basketball season. And the U.S. had Chet. The U.S. won the game. But Chet was a non-factor. And this kid, Momiyama, oh, did Chet a non-factor in a game where he plays a guy that's actually talented? Like, no. And here's no the way. No. Momiyama is a full year younger than Chet. Like, this, Momiyama was, was yeah. playing up a division to play in this game and was easily the best guy on the floor. He just played for France and didn't have, they didn't have the guards. But yeah, he it, it was like watching it was it was like watching um, a guy play against kids, and he was the kid. So who's picking number two? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the Rockets. Well, year. then they're going to get him because the Magic won't pick the best player in the draft, <laughs> and they're well, definitely going to be number one. Under picking it's one, the, it's the lottery. Uh, so yeah. hopefully we, uh, hopefully the Houston wins the lottery. Yeah, Jesus, what a team! If, if they win the lottery and, and they get Wimbayama, and that's one of those things where it's like everyone's talking about how it's he's one of those players where it's like even if you're the th- the, the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. if you won the lottery, you would take him. Even though if you got Kessler and Cat, you would just be stockpiling centers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cat can, Cat can play the four. Like, it's right. I mean, it's that's what I was thinking that maybe we might see him play some four and to get Kessler some minutes this year. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you've really – you're probably pulling Cat off the floor to give him a rest if you're playing Kessler, though. So. Right. Well, guys, I don't know if we've got much else to talk about. We need to do some off-season fun pods. I've got I've got a episode coming up for you guys that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll go ahead and tease it a little bit. Not quite ready yet. Uh, we're going to have a trivia night. Um if you're familiar with uh, Josh Dubbs' football database spreadsheet, every little piece of minutiae he could ever find, uh, he's helped me kick off a basketball version of that. I've been kind of backfilling that throughout this offseason. And uh, we're going to see how you guys do with that. And I've got a football game for you, too. Great. So make sure you start looking up. Is that soccer? No. <laughs> American gridiron football. Make sure you look up, start studying up on Auburn players. You need to read career, the media guy? Career bests. Well, well, that'll be good. That'll help us get ready for basketball season. Well, we also yeah. need to watch Out Cold. Out Cold? Yeah. For Ryan? For Ryan. Yeah, we've got to yeah. do the Out Cold episode. That's that movie that every every time there's some movie that I feel like is like this cult classic, the star of it now like dis- disavows it. Like... <laughs> uh, Jack Black is like super anti-saving Silverman, and no. No. apparently Galifianakis is like super anti-out cold. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, it's an amazing movie. What I is, know. What's, what's Both are great. Both are great yeah. films. Also been told by my boss me to watch Slapshot. You should watch Slapshot. It's hilarious. Slapshot. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a Canadian. The guy, yeah. yeah, no, Slapshot's that's a good watch. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, uh, guys, you guys, uh, we're talking media here before we go. Have you guys watched anything uh, great or read anything great that you want to recommend? Uh, latest season of Peaky Blinders is really good. I want to, I, I want to watch that. I got a thing with. Uh, Killian Murphy. I, oh, I, just, I can't. He's super cool. Is that your thing with him? Uh, no, I can't. I can't stand the way it, like looking at him bothers me. So I, it, it's. Well, let me ask you this, Chief. Do you like cool music? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like people walking in slow motion? Uh, away from fire. A, a lot of the time. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you got you, me. You you will love Peaky Blinders. <laughs> uh. That is that's about ninety percent of the show, and it's great. A lot of people uh, like it, and it, it. I mean, it's it's something I've been meaning to start. I just can't can't make myself do it. My pitch is uh, the old man on FX right now. Yeah, uh, I want to watch it. Really episode, watch it. it is fantastic. Uh, I think the way I described it to you guys after the first two episodes was uh, Jeff Bridges is old, and it's in a Tom Clancy style universe kind of thing and uh yeah he's uh kicked a guy in the nuts his dogs chewed up a bad guy and uh hooking up with a hot milk so nice and uh tour de france starts on friday the dude pies oh there you go so get ready i uh is this victor guy gonna be cycling what'd you say this victor Victor guy heck of a bicycle that's like a size (laughs) 70 frame I, wow. I can't recommend uh, Stranger Things enough. Uh, the new season is the best since the first. Uh, it is daunting because the, the episodes are far too long. Uh, but the final two episodes are dropping on Friday, so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, I finished up What We Do in the Shadows, season three. Got some time uh, for so two weeks. Yeah, the new new season of that starts in two weeks. And uh, I will say uh, season three's the the... The best part is Donald Logue shows up uh, and uh, one of the other vampires uh, recognizes him as his character, Quinn from Blade, uh, which is amazing. And uh, he has to tell her, oh, no, that's actually just a role I played. But uh, I dug the lifestyle so much, I decided to go all in. So uh, it's funny. It's uh, it's a great it's not a cameo because he's in a couple episodes, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, hey, Chief, last question before we go while we're on the same topic of media. How do you feel like Kenobi? Just 